there, welcome to the Everyday Audio Bible with me, your host, Lulu Lincoln. Today we'll be reading from Genesis 13, Psalm 13 and Matthew 13. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you today, not as deserving people, but hearts full of grace. Father, thank you for your love. Father, thank you for life. And Father, thank you for your word. Holy Spirit, move in me again today. I love your comfort and I love your guidance and I love your wisdom. Help me to glorify the Father. I'll say a thousand times how thankful I am for being saved and being adopted into your family. Um, and for belonging and for being able to share eternity with you, um, Lord Jesus. Father, what I ask for today is that many would hear your word and turn towards you, that any unrepentant hearts would repent and become um, one with you through salvation in Jesus Christ, that they'd be transformed, that their mind would be renewed. But continue to challenge me, help me to grow, help me to be an example, and help me to become more like you too. Have your way in us all as we hear the word, um, as we receive faith <laughs> and hope for today. In Jesus' name, Amen. Genesis 13. So Abram went up out of Egypt, he and his wife and all that he had, and Lot, his nephew, with him, into the Negev, the south country of Judah. Now Abram was extremely rich in livestock and in silver and in gold. He journeyed on from the Negev as far as Bethel to the place where his tent had been at the beginning, between Bethel and Ai where he had first built an altar, and there Abram called on the name of the Lord. But Lot, who went with Abraham, also had flocks and herds and tents. Now the land was not able to support them, that is, sustain all their grazing and water needs, while they lived near one another, for their possessions were too great for them to stay together. And there was strife and quarrelling, between the herdsmen of Abram's cattle and the herdsmen of Lot's cattle. Now the Canaanite and the Perizzite were living in the land at the same time, making grazing of the livestock difficult. So Abram said to Lot, Please, let there be no strife and disagreement between you and me, nor between your herdsmen and my herdsmen, because we are relatives. Is not the entire land before you? Please separate yourself from me. If you take the left, then I will go to the right. Or if you choose the right, then I will take, go to the left. So Lot looked and saw that the valley of Jordan was well watered everywhere. This was before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. It was all like the garden of the Lord like the land of Egypt, and as you go to Zoar, at the end, the south end of the Dead Sea. Then Lot chose for himself 
all the valley of the Jordan, and he travelled east, so they separated from each other. Abram settled in the land of Canaan, and Lot settled in the cities of the valley, and camped as far as Sodom, and lived there. But the men of Sodom were extremely wicked and sinful against the Lord, unashamed in their open sin before him. The Lord said to Abram, after Lot had left him, Now lift up your eyes, and look from the place where you were standing, northward and southward, and eastward and westward. For all the land which you see, I will give to you and to your descendants forever. I will make your descendants as numerous as the dust of the earth, so that if a man could count the grains of dust of the earth, then your descendants could also be counted. Arise, make a thorough reconnaissance around in the land through its length and its width for I will give it to you then Abraham broke camp and moved his tent and came and settled by the grove of the great terebinth oak trees of Mamah the Amorite which are in Hebron and there he built an altar to the Lord Psalm 13, prayer for help in trouble, to the chief musician, a psalm of David. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart day after day? How long will my enemy exalt himself and triumph over me? Consider and answer me, O Lord my God. Give light, life to my eyes, or I will sleep the sleep of death, and my enemy will say I have overcome him. My adversaries will rejoice when I am shaken, but I have trusted and relied on and been confident in your loving kindness and faithfulness. My heart shall rejoice and delight in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. Matthew 13 That same day, Jesus went out of the house and was sitting beside the Sea of Galilee. But such large, large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat there positioning himself as a teacher and while the whole crowd stood on the shore. He told them many things in parables, saying, Listen carefully, a sower went out to sow seed in his field. And as he sowed, some seed fell beside the road between the fields, and the birds came and ate it. Other seed fell on rocky ground, where they did not have much soil, and at once they sprang up because they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose... They were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. Other seed fell among thorns, and thorns came up and choked them out. Other seed fell on good soil and yielded grain, some a hundred times as much as it was sown, some sixty times as much, and some thirty. He who has ears to hear, let him hear and heed my words. Then the disciples came to him and asked, 
Why do you speak to the crowds in parables? Jesus replied to them, To you it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been granted. For whoever has spiritual wisdom because he is receptive to God's word, to him more will be given, and he will be richly and abundantly supplied. But whoever does not have spiritual wisdom because he has devalued God's word, even when he has, even what he has will be taken away from him. And this is the reason I speak to the crowds in parables, because while having power of seeing, they do not see, and while having the power of hearing, they do not hear, nor do they understand and grasp spiritual things. In them, the prophecy of Isaiah is being fulfilled, which says, You will hear and keep on hearing, but never understand. And you will look and keep on looking, but never comprehend. For this nation's heart has grown hard, and with their ears they hardly hear, and they have tightly closed their eyes. Otherwise they would see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and turn to me, and I would heal them spiritually. But blessed, spiritually aware, and favoured by God are your eyes, because they see, and your ears because they hear. And I assure you, and most solemnly say to you, many prophets and righteous men who are honourable and in right standing with God longed to see what you see and did not see it, and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. Listen then to the meaning of the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom regarding salvation and does not understand and grasp it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is the one on whom seed was sown beside the road. The one on whom seed was sown on rocky ground. This is the one who hears the word and at once welcomes it with joy. Yet he has no substantial substantial root in himself. But is only temporary and when pressure or persecution comes because of the word, immediately he stumbles and falls away, abandoning the one who is the source of salvation and the one on whom seed was sown among thorns. This is the one who hears the word, but the worries and the, and distractions of the world and the deceitfulness, the superficial pleasures and delight of riches choke the word and it yields no fruit. And the one on whom seed was sown on the good soil. This is the one who hears the word and understands and grasps it. He indeed bears fruit and yields some a hundred times as much as was sown, some sixty times as much, and some thirty. Jesus gave them another parable to consider, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field, and while his men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds resembling wheat among the wheat and went away. So when the plant sprouted and formed grain, The weeds appeared also. The servants of the owner came to him and said, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? Then how does it have weeds in it? He replied to them, An enemy has done this. The servants asked him, Then do you want us to go and pull them out? But he said, No, because as you pull out the weeds, you may uproot the wheat with them. Let them grow together until the harvest, and at harvest time I will tell the reapers, first gather the weeds 
and tie them in bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. He gave them another parable to consider, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field, and all the seeds planted in the region. It is the smallest, but when it has grown, it is the largest of the garden herbs and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air find shelter in its branches. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven, which a woman took and worked into three measures of flour until all of it was leavened. And all these things Jesus said to the crowds in parables, and he said nothing to them without using a parable. This was to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet. I will open my mouth in parables, and I will utter things unknown and unattainable that have been hidden from mankind since the foundation of the world. Psalm 78 verse 2. Then he left the crowds and went into the house, and his disciples came to him, saying, Explain clearly to us the parable of the weeds in the field. He answered, The one who sows the good seed is the Son of Man, and the field is the world. And as for the good seed, these are the sons of the kingdom, and the weeds are the sons of the evil one. And the enemy who sowed them is the devil, and the harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are the angels. So just as the weeds are gathered up and burned in the fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send out his angels and will gather out his kingdom, all things that offend, those things by which people are led into sin, and all who practice evil, leading others into sin, and all will be thrown into the furnace of fire. And in that place, there will be weeping over sorrow and pain, grinding of teeth over distress and anger. Then the righteous, those who seek the will of God, will shine forth radiating the new life, like the sun in the kingdom of their father. He who has ears to hear, let him hear and heed my words. The kingdom of heaven is like a very precious treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid again. Then in his joy goes and sells all he has. (laughs) and buys that field, securing the treasure for himself. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls, and upon finding a single pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a dragnet, which was lowered into the sea and gathered fish of every kind, and when it was full, they dragged it up on the beach, and they sat down and sorted out the good fish into baskets, but the worthless ones they threw away. And so it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come and separate the wicked from the righteous and throw the wicked into the furnace of fire. In that place, there will be weeping over sorrow and pain. Have you understood all these things in the lessons of the parables? They said to Jesus, Yes. He said to them, Therefore, every scribe who has become a disciple of the kingdom of heaven is like the head of a household, who brings out of his treasure things that are new and fresh and things that are old and familiar. 
When Jesus had finished these parables, he left there. And after coming to Nazareth, his hometown, he began teaching them in a synagogue. And they were astonished and said, Where did this man get this wisdom and these miraculous powers? What is the source of his authority? Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary? Are not his brothers James and Joseph and Simon and Judas? And his sisters, are they not living here among us? Where then did this man get all this wisdom and power? And they took offence in him, refusing to believe in him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honour except in his hometown and in his own household. And he did not do many miracles there in Nazareth because of their unbelief. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. Oh, Father, our hearts as a nation have, have grown hard and I ask you to forgive us of the hardness of our hearts. I ask you to forgive us for our unbelief. Father, would you re-establish in us the covenant that you made with Abraham, that you'd bless those who bless him and curse those who curse him, but that his descendants would be numbered like the dust and the grains of sand. We have forsaken you and turned away from you. Each of us have gone our own way and the sins of mankind have been laid on the cross. If we don't accept it, we don't receive the benefits of it. So help us to believe in the one whom you sent, not just the carpenter's son, but the son of God, the firstborn of all of creation, living and dead, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Help us to believe in him, to believe your word and be united with you through his work on the cross. Lord Jesus, I love you with my whole heart, but I know how often I fall short of your plans for me, your ways and your wisdom. So help me, um, Holy Spirit, to realign and walk purposefully and worthy of my calling and of um, my purpose. I also ask you, Father, that you would renew the mind of the nation. May our hearts be turned back towards you. May the hearts of the fathers be turned back to the sons. And may the hearts of men that have grown hard submit to your word and walk in the light and the love of salvation in Jesus Christ. Father, you're perfect in your love and your holiness and your righteousness and your mercy and compassion and kindness is absolutely matchless and it exists outside our human understanding, outside time. You are God whether we believe in you or not. And you are Lord whether people accept you or not. But I'm praying that as people listen, that they would not be cast into the furnace of fire. Have your way, Father, and bring many to you today, in Jesus' name. Amen. Now I'm going to hand you over to Naya, who will lead in a prayer of salvation. Please listen to each line and repeat um after her thank you naya lord jesus 
thank you for giving your life for me and giving me and forgiving me of my sin so i can have a personal relationship i am sincerely sorry for the mistakes i've made and i know i need you to help me live right your word says in romans 10 verse 9 if you acknowledge and confess with your mouth that jesus is lord and believe in your heart that god raised him from the dead you will be saved i believe you are the son of god and i confess you as my savior and lord take me just as i am and work in my heart making me the person you want me to be i want to live for you jesus and i am so grateful to grateful to you for giving me a fresh start in the new life with you today i love you jesus amen amen thank you so much naya <laughs> and Jaden. now if that was your first time playing the play of salvation we would like to warmly welcome you into the family of god it's the best decision that you'll ever make and um <laughs> I would like to encourage you to join your local church online, read your Bible every single day, listen to music that glorifies God, surround yourself with um, other believers, like-minded people, people proclaiming Jesus Christ as Lord, and just remember that you are absolutely loved and so valued, and you made the best decision today to follow Christ. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.